This podcast was recorded before COVID-19 and protests around the death of all Black lives. Just as a reminder, here at It's Personal Podcast, we try to amplify the voices so often hidden in our world. Listen, take notes, and learn. Be nice, be kind, and respect one another. Peace. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Gary, and welcome to the second season of It's Personal. Okay, good. This is going to be really dope, but I don't want any <laughs> Putting yourself out there as practitioners who are growing and learning. Not at all. My name is Kwame Mbalia. I'm an author. I'm Padma Venkatraman, the author of The Bird Home. Sure, yeah. My name is Natasha Diaz. Code switching and all those things. I mean, all of that. All the time. I mean, he's still on the road all the time, but you know, like as a new mom. The relationship that I have cultivated from there. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. This is amazing. This is so fun. I literally just got a text message from my Damn. Are you? That's like, I literally just got a text message. (laughs) Continue. Do you, do you feel pressure at all? Like, do you feel like you're, it, it sounds like, like you are, you are so much to them and you want so much, do you want so much for them as well? Like, do you feel pressure? I do, I do, but I think it's good pressure. I don't think it's bad. Um, elaborate, elaborate. I think it's good pressure. It's, it's pressure to make sure that I'm consistently authentic. Um, and mm-hmm. so, um, being upfront when I'm making mistakes, mm. um, being okay with making mistakes in front of them and failing mm-hmm. in front of them for them mm-hmm. to see. Cause I feel like I have to, be, I really have to be a model. I really feel like I have to be a model for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and stretch their thinking beyond the classroom. I think a lot of times mm-hmm. teachers would be like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do this in this space. And I'm always like, so we're going to do this in this space, but what you going to do when you get out there in that space. And, and mm-hmm. so what are you gonna do when you get into the world? What does that look like? Why do you think that way? Let's let's have this let's have this conversation, this dialogue. Mm-hmm. It just seems um, so healthy. It seems so healthy. It seems it, like you are is. able to challenge them in ways that they feel uncomfortable, but yeah. at the same time they're they're okay with being uncomfortable. They are, and that's um, and that's dude. That's not easy. Like for you to be able to do that with kids, no, and no. like that is that's a it's an amazing tool to have as a teacher, man. And I think that you know. I'm also like their parents. I speak to their parents pretty often, right? And so, mm. you know, it's interesting that I went to your conference. I, there are some students who I don't have this year, just a few, maybe like 20, because they're taking um, AP seminar. And so, but to see like one of my students' mom, she came over and she said, I know you don't have them, but I just want to come and give you a hug. Uh, she said, because I miss you. And, um, oh God, I'm going to cry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, to me, you know, the impact of who we are and what we do, right? Like that we should not, any teacher, especially a teacher of color should not take their job and position in, in vain. And that mm-hmm. we need to make sure like that we are consistently equipped in our kids to be ready for this world. Because I always tell them, I think of, the scripture in Acts. I cannot remember where, but he in Acts he talked about like turning the world upside down. Mm-hmm. And I use that a lot, right? Where I'm just like, y'all about to turn this sucker upside down. So I have to make sure that I equipped you with 
making sure you can have authentic conversations, making sure that you're a good writer, a great thinker, a critical thinker, that you are a problem solver, that you are a questioner of the world, right? That you, you know, I'm really working hard to teach them that you need to question everything, even if it's just internally and do your own investigation and draw your own conclusions, right? That there's mm-hmm. not just one answer. There are multiple answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of having those conversations, I think because we've been together for so long, we can really dig deeper with those. And I can take my time. Mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. I take my time anyway. I mean, they give us, <laughs> <laughs> they tell us we should be on this, like, you should be here this week. And I'm like, mm, well, I'm not. So... <laughs> But it, 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 it seems like, and I don't know, but it seems like just based on the conversation you said you had with, I don't know, was it your admin that suggests that you should move up? Yeah, my oh, my my former principal. She former um, principal. Yeah, so she retired, mm-hmm. and the when right when her retirement was last year. No, her retire. She retired last year, so this year she didn't come back. So yes, yeah, so it was last mm-hmm. year. And she was working on program, and she was like, "I want you to move up with them," and I was like, "Okay." For them, yeah. What what does your um, what's the demographic of like your colleagues? Uh, um, um, <laughs> so let's start with the students first, right? So my demographic of students are brown and black kids, right? Let's, let's just start with that. Um, and this year, stop, <laughs> stop, stop, Gary, stop. <laughs> I, I love how you just like I thought I was like giving the, the interview here. I love how you just like avoided the question and told so, me where we're gonna start. Let's, let's start with the students first because I, I gotta get to the, I'm gonna get there. So again, I teach black and brown kids, right? Cool. Um the population is mm-hmm. mm, let's say ninety-nine, maybe ninety-eight. I think we have a few Caucasian students. Maybe like one or two. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but but the population of teachers, there's more white teachers than teachers of color. Um, this year is the first year we've had a significant amount. I think we have at least like 10 on the staff. Mm. Out but of how many would you say? I think there's about 35 of us. Okay. Um, and I think that, um, and when I first got there, I was, it was a big culture shock because my, the whole admin staff was white and the staff was predom- is predominantly white. And so I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Why are we sorry? How long have you been there again at the school? Three years, three years, okay, three years. Sorry. Uh, no, it's cool. Um, and so I was like, What is this? What is, what is this? Why are we treating kids? Why are we wait? So you're gonna lower your standards? Excuse me, hold up. I don't understand. What is this? I mm-hmm. wait, mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't, and I was as and that was when I was trying, I was starting to do a lot of reading, like reading things, reading things like white rage, white fragility, doing some of my own internal work. Um, mm-hmm. And so once I started to like, you know, thank, thank, thank God for Val from Clear the Air. Shout out to Clear the Air. Um, because having met her and then having these conversations and she giving me books to read to really help me understand my position as a black man in the world, but also mm-hmm. like as a black teacher and also like being in this white space. Mm-hmm. What that? Because I, I was struggling, and she was like, "Okay, let me give you some." Let's, sh- let's just shout out Val for a minute. Like, yeah, I, just, I mean, dude, I likewise. She has been like, she I talked talk- to. I, I honestly, I feel exactly the way. I don't even like, hey, words cannot word. describe <laughs> that woman just, is like. Ah, oh, I, I really can't. So dope, like you know, 
we we met at in Houston. I follow her on Instagram, not Instagram. What is this thing called? Twitter. We met officially in Houston at Instagram. Sorry, the, 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 the Twitter that you um, don't like. Do the did I, yeah. Did <laughs> The one that I don't use from, you know, that I touch on a few times a week, that one. Um, but I still don't understand how I have all these followers. I still don't get it. I'm like, well, I don't say much, but okay. Um, but we met in person and then we, I followed her and she had followed me back. And then we had one moment of like connection. And then we started having these conversations about like reading and then conversation around race and then like fun. And then next thing you know, we're homies, like you and I, and mm-hmm. we've been homies ever since. And what she does with Clear the Air and, the, and how she is so good at not only putting these white folks on Front Street, but also like, so this is what y'all need to do, right? And this is how you need to show up. And this is, you, need, you need to do this internal work. You need to check your own bias. You need to check your privilege, right? You need to understand where you come from. You need to not amplify so much you need to amplify voices of color you need to not take up so much space um and that amplifying voices of color i, I take that terminology from tiffany from the, the writer of um the book this book is anti-racist right like mm-hmm. uh, like amplifying these voices these voices are the foundation of this country regardless of what you may think or not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know and once I started doing the, the readings and the work behind the readings, I was like, whoa, I was so aware because I'm a black man in America. And so I know I'm, I, I'm a black queer man in America at that. And so I know how I show up and what I bring into a room, but I never recognize um, what white folks bring into the rooms as well and, and the positions of power. And so then I started to see it really happening at work. And I was like, I'm not with this. And I was going to leave my job, but then I fell in love with my kids. Mm-hmm. It always falls back with the kids, right? Yeah, yeah, and they—they're the—they're the reason I'm still there. And when they graduate, I'm graduating with them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so since the staff is, I think we're now at a place where, you know, a year and two years ago, they felt that culturally responsive, sustaining pedagogy was just making sure that kids' names was a part of work, and that we have this literacy program that I'm. That we that we have in our school, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. And um, that the book cover represented them, and I'm like, no, it's so deeper than that. It's so mm-hmm. deeper than just like their names and a book cover. Representation matters, right? And so I get tired of fighting the fight vocally, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. now I just in room. I, my classroom is one on one. It has been one on one for the last two years, and I think it's gonna stay one on one until I leave. I am doing the fight. I am fighting the good fight of faith, right? And and I don't mean that in so much of a biblical sense, um, but in a sense of like, it, it takes great faith to do this work, right? And I, so I'm fighting the good fight with my kids and I'm teaching them to fight the good fight. And in one-on-one, we are warriors, mm-hmm. right? And we are out here like trying to disrupt and dismantle and bust down this system to make sure mm-hmm. that every single person has a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's starting to dwindle into others as well in the, in the building because it, it amazes me that people to be like, Oh, Lamar. You have another message. <laughs> Personal. 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 Personal.
personal, 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 Um, oh, Lamar, you know, I saw what your kids are doing in your class. I, 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 that's really good. Can you tell me more? Or why did you select that text? Or why are they reading that article? And I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe my work is actually matters. It's not. I know it matters to my kids, but maybe it does matter at work. Um, Mm -hmm. We have we have like an equity cabinet. I'm not on it Um, because I I say this very. I, I say this all the time. I don't think my job recognizes. Like who I am as a teacher and what I bring, and so I sit quiet <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I do my work in my classroom, and I equip my kids to be warriors and ready to fight in the world, and mm-hmm. not fight, you know, in a, in a crazy sense, somewhat, but you know, just to to make sure that things are done right and well mm-hmm. for everyone, especially kids of color and people mm-hmm. of color. Um, and I so, bet we yeah. have um, listening to you. I bet we have very similar teaching styles. And I, think uh-huh. we, I, I feel like we also navigate spaces the same way. Like um, when you speak about like you, you, I just listening to you and having a conversation with you like last year, I know you are so knowledgeable about so many different things. Um, but one thing that I also do that I feel like you do is like, you don't feel like you have to always say something or Mm-mm. you don't feel like you always have to be uh front and center or sharing so your place or, and i am the exact same exact same way this is the year i've been the most quiet mm. this is i've been the most quiet i'm just you know, all right I come and work i do my thing with my classroom and then that's it um yeah and, and, and even with my teaching style like i'm a, I'm, a, I'm radical i'm mm-hmm. very radical in the classroom outside of the classroom i'm also I am a hundred percent Brooklyn, New York, and you get that out, you get that out of me too. Uh, I, I'll send you a video one day. Oh, you um, should of of me teaching because it goes from you know you know I used to get the kids started and everything, but everything from laughter to good conversation to um, disagreements to coming to solving problems happens in the classroom with me. Right, mm-hmm. we laugh a lot. We laugh, <laughs> laughter. We look, laughter is good for the soul, and, and so you, we laugh a lot in in my class, and we have these real, authentic conversations around whatever topic we're reading. So we just finished our education unit in my advanced placement class, my AP Lane class. I hate that class. Not <laughs> my kids, but just the the. I just I don't. Whatever college board. Um, <laughs> you have mandates, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, and so we just finished the education unit, and so we were like really looking at like what uh to what extent do schools um really hold true uh, the value of a true education right and after having these after reading different texts like a talk to teachers by baldwin and watching waiting for superman and um reading um um a memoir from um a bilingual student and reading pieces from different aspects of education my kids were like, I don't think I got a true education until I came here in your classroom. Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, wow. I don't I don't think that 
I look at my experience. I had some teachers that were really good, but over the overall experience, I don't think, because we broke down what is true, like to them, what is true for you. And then we had <laughs> this real authentic, scary conversation about them sharing their experiences with different teachers mm-hmm. and in different mm-hmm. systems and places. And oh my God, it's mind blowing to me. And I was like, and so when they, they wrote their, um, they had to write their argument essay and they had to, um, to explore the values of, uh, of a good education for students and the things that they came up with. Oh my God. Wow. Accessibility. Mm-hmm. They came up with, uh, relevancy, mm-hmm. um, critical thinking, questioning the world. Many of them, I think when we read Baldwin's Talk to Teachers, there was, I think that's their favorite text out of that unit. And I was like, of course it is. Of course it's your favorite text. Duh. Duh. (laughs) But also, you know, uh, one of my kids, one of my babies said to me, I appreciate that he's not a teacher and that Baldwin was open and honest and said, I'm not a teacher, but if I was, this is what I would do. And that just that paradox of education that you're, this is what your job is. And he said, so mm-hmm. ever since reading that, I go into my classes thinking of like, if this is what their job is and they're not doing that, then maybe I need to have a conversation with them so they can better support me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. that's, all want, that's all I want you to do, right? Wow. So you read something and then you apply it. Right, and then you apply it respectfully. If it's especially if it's to like a teacher, and you could just say to them, "I don't think I'm learning. I don't know what's blocking it. Can we talk about this?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, or I have to now question the world even greater than what I've done before. Mm-hmm. And that, and I, and I said to them, "So you're telling me that I can't always tell you the answer?" They was like, "No, we we have to figure it out on our own. But you just have to provide us with the resources." Boom. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. No essay, no state exam, no advanced placement examination. Nothing can take that moment away from me. Nothing. Like nothing can ever challenge that moment. Nothing nothing can take that moment away. Mm-hmm. And you're doing exactly what you're building critical thinkers. Like exactly. They are they are doing all the thinking. So when they go out into the real world and they're questioned about something or they see something, they experience something, they're not just going to accept it. It's going right. to be more of a conversation because now they yes. have the language to do that. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That's yes. amazing, dude. Dude, I, what time is what time is it out here? It's it's <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you time so you can make okay. you don't have to rush. Um, I guess my la- last question is just tell me or tell the audience, I guess, something that people may not know about you. Because I wouldn't. You're not an open book. I'm kind of shy. Mm-hmm. I'm a little shy. Um, I think I'm the perfect balance of an introvert and an extrovert. Um, I am not an open book, but I am the book that if you decided to, that you wanted to read, that I would always answer the question honestly. Mm. Um, and if I felt that it, I, I'm a Taurus if, I respect if, that. <laughs> and Taurus, uh, according to something about what I read that we will only tell you what we want you to know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, 
I'm I'm a, I'm a little shy. I don't like I don't like speaking in public places. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, we're the same people. I'm telling you right now, we are <laughs> the same people. I really, I really, I really don't. I, I can do it. I have, uh, I have this loud, voiceless personality that I can do it, but I, I don't like it. I like to retreat a lot, um, and I, I love nature. I love mm. nature. I can't swim, but mm-hmm. I will go as deep into the water as I can without drowning. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, people don't when I say that. People don't go. No, you're you're not shy. I'm like, I really am. I really mm. am kind of shy. I think I could see. I could see that though. I could see yeah. that. And I think one thing that I want people to know is that, like, um, when I first, both me and my wife met you, like, our first, like, we had this huge, like, <gasps> here, like everyone. I think it was you, Cornelius, and like, it was me, Cornelius, and Trisha. Who else was there? And Trisha uh, and Kim. Oh, and kids yeah, in one uh-huh. space and like when we oh, left, I have that picture. You have the picture? When mm-hmm. we left that space, like we had I think we must we talked about you for like 15, 20 minutes. And we were just oh my saying, god. Like, we're like, what? We're like trying to we knew your face and we knew the mm-hmm. name. And then mm-hmm. we're like, how is he so freaking kind? Like you were literally like I think one of the first things you said to us was like, how are things going? How are you feeling? Are you ready to present? Do you need anything? And you kept reassuring us that things are going to be okay. And that, it didn't end there. Like every day after that, you were like, do you need anything? And that's just like, for people that don't know you, like that is you like through and through. Like you are always 100% checking in on everybody, like (laughs) making sure people feel okay. And I appreciate that, like just as a friend, because, you can't find that all the time, dude. You really, really can't. Um, and I, I just, I appreciate you, man. I truly I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I really and like, do. and if people don't know, apparently a few of you are coming to the Philippines, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're working that out. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. <laughs>